What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. So, in this ridiculous year, this terrible year, this year that I've run out of adjectives to describe, I just want to swear and curse about it at this point, as I'm sure lots of you also do, in this weird, bizarre year. Um, it has, of course, been hard for so many people, and as I've talked about many times on this podcast, and as we know, and as is relevant to this podcast, it has been really hard for musicians and all sorts of people in the music community that have been affected by it as well. Of course, some of the hardest hit people um, are the people who work in so many roles that basically make gigs, festivals happen. There's so many people in so many different roles that make that happen when you go to gigs, when you run venues, when you see all the people working all their different roles at festivals, and that provides a huge amount of their income. And of course, the musicians. Um, I've tried a lot in this year to try and highlight ways in which the community have been coming together and helping one another. And there's been a ton of examples, more than I've I obviously have been able to cover here. I've just pointed ones out, pointed ones out where you guys can get involved, go and check them out, go and help support someone and get involved in something cool and fun. See the cool ways and cool events that people are running, cool things that people are doing to try and really innovate and create an income where suddenly it has just been pulled out from under them completely unfairly. And musicians have been doing some amazing things and venues and staff have been doing some amazing things to try and make up for that as best as they possibly can in a ridiculously hard time. And there have also been great people in the community come together, you know, raise money, raise funds, hold events that mean that we can kind of share the love in the community and help each other out. You know, if there's someone who's still able to work and get an income, help out. People who've just had that taken away who are, yeah, innovating and trying to find ways to do it, but but it's it's really not just a, able to, you know, just able to suddenly out of thin air always just you know, <laughs> make something that's your income again. It just does not happen that easily. It's been inspiring to see. Um, obviously, it's been really hard to see people struggle, and, 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 and that's very close to home for a lot of us as well, um, and to struggle ourselves uh for for many of us in the world as well but um uh whilst it is important to acknowledge what's been hard i've wanted to highlight what's good on here because look if you turn on the news and if you just you know interact with things online there's there's obviously a lot of um things that are bad <laughs> right now there's a lot of difficult things and uh, i think they can help all of us to have positive things highlighted here and there and just see these inspiring cool things that are happening and just also highlight some positive things like the sustainability i highlighted in the last episode with seth backers guitars um i did an episode on some year highlights um just some cool bright things guitar builders getting awards and accolades that they've rightly deserved for working incredibly hard in a tough year um and cool events that have been going on especially in a year when so many events can't happen. So that's obviously just been stuff which I think has been helpful and cool to see and puts a little little bits of bright spots and positives in a hard year. And in particular then highlighting the ways in which the community is coming together and helping one another and the way that musicians are being innovative is also in that same way. A bright thing, a positive thing, but also highlights to you guys ways in which we can get involved and keep helping one another out, spreads the word. And so there's more of us if we're able to get in, share things online, donate, do whatever it is um, to support one another and support musicians. 
I want to do the same thing again today. I'm going to keep doing it, like I say, as much as possible because I think it's such an important thing in our community right now. It's an inspiring thing and it shows how much we are all there for each other and we're so emotionally invested in all this stuff as much as we just sit around and talk about, I don't know, capacitors and nuts lots for 60 million hours a day. That we are emotionally invested in this, it's very important to us and on the human level, which is is really where the most important element of it is and what it all comes down to um we're there we're there to help each other out when we can so i want to highlight today um another musician who's running some cool stuff innovating really putting a ridiculous amount of effort into creating something out of nothing into creating positive things and steps forward in this crappy year which has just pulled the rug out from under them as with so many musicians who make the vast majority of their money from going out touring, promoting their music, etc. Um, and also has had it uh, rougher than even some in some ways, uh, which we'll get to. And so I want to shout them out. And the other reason I want to shout them out is it's a guitarist who I have mentioned on this podcast now and again, because uh, for me, it's actually not often that I will talk about guitar for an extended amount of time and not mention this guitarist because they are very important to me. They are, um, you know, we all have our kind of like pantheon of guitar influences of, you know, yeah, there's so many guitarists that influence me, but if you're going to force me into giving a a couple of names straight out of my mouth, you know, oh, how could I possibly say who influenced me the most or who's my top favorite guitarist of all time? But if you're going to force me to it, here's a couple of names that come out. Um, this is a guitarist who is always, always on that list for me. Uh, absolutely, it has to be not just because I still absolutely love the music that he puts out and it still means so much to me and the music he puts out, the new music I have highlighted on this podcast because I still... I'm just loving all the music he's writing and putting out, but also um, hugely inspirational to me. Obviously, there's um, a massive importance in younger years when I was growing up with his music uh, and his playing in particular just completely changed the way that I played guitar um, and and still to this day continues to change and develop the way I play guitar in a ridiculous number of ways. Um, so I'm talking about Thomas Eric. Um, and if you don't know who Thomas Eric is, Thomas Eric has been a musician all his life. Um, he was, as far as I understand it, one of those guys at school who, <laughs> you know, uh, was a smart guy, but grades did not necessarily reflect it because as soon as he was into music and playing guitar, he just couldn't stop thinking about playing music and playing guitar. His dad, I believe, was a musician as well. Um, and he started off on the drums, playing drums, and then also took up guitar and soon showed that he had an incredible ability on both instruments. Um, I believe was out there touring in the world as a musician at 17 years old, um, just all-consuming obsession with wanting to make music and, and realized that that was all he wanted to do. I think very young, went out there very young, 17 years old. Early bands include Tribune, 30 Years War, amazing stuff um over in the u.s i believe uh then the 30 years war kind of morphed transformed into um what is often still pointed to as, as one of his best known or or indeed his best known one of his most influential and long-lasting projects the fall of troy um and the fall of troy started off I believe they was just sleeping on the floor of his dad's apartment, 
if I remember the story right. Um, I think Tim, the bass player, was working at Guitar Center or whatever, and they were just trying to get, trying to make it, trying to get there, uh, playing local gigs. I believe this was in Washington in the U.S., Washington State. Um, over there, uh, doing that, doing gigs, getting on things, and then off on tour and released a self-titled album, released Doppelganger after that to huge acclaim. Um, Doppelganger being interesting because a huge step forward sonically reworked some of the tracks from the self-titled, which was a really interesting thing to do. Um, really, the band kind of uh, took the incredible raw energy that was on the self-titled and brought it up a level in terms of production and brought it up a level in terms of, uh, yeah, experimentation and songwriting exploration as well continued this amazingly throughout everything they've done manipulator ghost ship demos phantom on the horizon in the unlikely event okay i mean it just it's just keeps going it keeps being incredible i pointed out their music this year the full tribe because they had a new release this year i've also pointed out some of uh thomas eric's other music throughout this year because he's releasing all sorts of musical projects he featured on a hip-hop track that recently came out which i featured on my track of the day at the end of each podcast i suggest music that was another one i suggested another time that thomas eric's work popped up um shows the versatility that he has he's influenced by music from across the board especially a lot of hip-hop stuff in there he talks about um and very very cool to see his work meld with the hip-hop style and in a really interesting way that in the track still fascinates me to hear his um yeah very technically proficient guitar work meld into this into this um nice heavy kind of hip-hop sound really cool really enjoy it um i also mentioned some of his solo work i mentioned thomas eric on the shoreline i believe as well um as well as the 30 years war he's also um and then into the fall of troy you also had projects like just like vinyl maybe showing off a more kind of rock and rock and roll influence stuff i believe some of the just like vinyl guys were also with him such as the drummer and back in the tribune days so going back and working with some of those guys um more of a kind of rock and roll influence i believe i've i've kind of said this a few times i, I feel like to get if you're wanting to get into his guitar work and you're coming from that side of being like a rock guy and a, and a more straightforward kind of rock guy that coming at it from 30 years war i feel like gets you influenced to the flavors of his playing in a setting that is uh and a context that is perhaps more easing you in and then to go from there into into some of the fall of troy stuff is a cool way to go actually um but the fall of troy if you're not aware of them um you know in terms of where they get pigeonholed in terms of genre you're looking at like post-hardcore sometimes math rock prog punk was thrown around for a while um you're talking about elements of that post-hardcore scene with bands like at the drive-in with some harsh and clean vocals mixed in with punky and then sometimes dissonant elements that might sound familiar to those of you with the technical and more raw and heavier elements might sound more familiar to you if you're into bands like dillinger escape plan or the number 12 looks like you those elements with the more melodic elements of for example just like driving for the punky driving elements kind of driving hard fast elements of it that are distinctly more punky but also then elements that are where the word prog comes in here sometimes a math rock the technical elements in terms of both clean and distorted sections 
flow and have structures that are yeah more similar or reflective of certain math rocky elements of the scene and so i watch you from afar perhaps terramellos perhaps some guys like this might start coming to mind with the structures of riffs that kind of extend beyond um where the usual repetitions would come naturally in your mind um and that can go into the structures of songs as well with certain things being extended beyond little boundaries and little and little elements there in terms of his guitar work one of the really cool things about um Eric's guitar work and I'm gonna have to be good about this because the main point of me talking about this was to get onto how you can support him and why his year's been a bit rough and instead I'm going to accidentally swerve into six hour long podcast about me talking about his guitar playing and gushing about it and I might just have to save that for another time to kind of pigeonhole it in my mind and not get off track here um but to give you a little element of his guitar playing i think gives you a nice idea of it in your mind if all of those generic mishmash of elements don't quite make up a picture in your head that's clear because it's hard to describe a guitarist that when you're really deep into their work you see all the influences you see the broad tapestry there and you kind of forget that superficial first impression you kind of forget the distinct little hit i remember what it was like first hearing his playing and how it blew my mind but it's quite hard to describe that because the fall of troy were one of those bands for me everyone has one or a few of those of the first time you hear it you go what the fuck is that like for some people it's like you know they were only ever listening to the radio with their parents in the car and then it's the first time someone shows them like metal or punk rock or something like metallica or acdc or whatever and they go what the hell's this 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 music can be this um I was already well into a ton of music for years when I heard The Fall of Troy. Um, I'd been listening to a wide range of rock, metal, guitar music, and it's it compl- still completely blew my mind. And I was like, wait a minute, this can be, the music can be this? What the, wait a minute. Um, and really completely changed things for me. But to try and give you an idea of his guitar playing without going off on a massive tangent about it, um, it's cool to note that fact about him being a drummer initially and still being a drummer um because his playing he's i've kind of heard him talk about this and heard other people point to it his playing is almost this interesting combination which i feel like a lot of great guitarists have like maybe um you look at hendrix and a lot of people point to the combination of rhythm and lead stuff of of him um doing so many interesting things in his playing but the way he combined rhythm and lead into a single guitar approach was very interesting and very cool and unique to him in lots of ways, the way in particular that he did it. And with Eric, that's kind of that thing of him being rhythm and lead again in like a three-piece as the only guitarist, such as the Fall of Troy, that setup, you see this most prominently. And it's it's actually interesting to relate it to his drumming because it's this idea almost of the fills. You have the set kind of steady beat and that can be the central part of the riff. It can still be single notes rather than necessarily chords, but you have these kind of hits and stabs or you have this driving bit of rhythm or you have this steady bit of rhythm it could be any of those and then in between come these things that almost act like fills these little twiddly guitar bridges between the the whether it's a steady ongoing rhythm or stabs or whatever it is and that leads to a lot of little like quick hammer-ons and pull-offs quick little sweeps open notes thrown in there to kind of navigate between these sections and to trill between these little hammer-ons, pull-offs, notes. Um, 
and uh, arpeggiated sections as well and they, they kind of bridge together all these parts and then extend beyond where you expect the riff to restart which leads to some really interesting structural elements leads to some interesting stuff in terms of how that works with him singing and vocally um when you combine that with the drums of van forsman um who who is an absolutely insane incredible drummer um and you have those trills and those combinations kind of hitting you from both ends of the sonic spectrum from the drums from the double bass of the drums from all kind of stuff all over the fills with the drums into the work on the guitar uh it makes four try something that i recommend if you just come into it straight off and you don't listen to a lot of that stuff um maybe you've kind of got into some at uh, the drive-in and that's about it uh it, it hits you hard and um you're going to want to give it a few lessons because you, your brain kind of needs to readjust to me it's that much of a different sonic experience that if you're coming at it raw, give your give your brain a chance to get used to what you're hearing because it hits you, it hits you hard when you're not coming at it from within that genre. Now, uh, as a young person here in the Fall of Troy, got me into a world of of music in that area. Um, so now, obviously, not just being used to their stuff, but also just being used to the kind of rhythms and flows and you know even eccentricities of music vaguely around that area that they're in um and that eric's playing has influenced a lot of players there and uh players that he came up together with maybe um if you want to look up look at things maybe going towards like protest the hero and sean the kind of um little expressive and technical elements combined across those bands um you you could you your brain once it's in that space is is so used to but when it's not man it hits you it hits you hard it's one of those um anyway that's a little for me brief introduction to thomas eric for me in general and also for me on this subject um he's obviously i hope you can tell an important figure to me in a lot of ways um and like a lot of musicians um you know it's a crazy life. It's an insecure life in a lot of ways, even before this year, when you aren't kind of superstar or whatever, blues man who's sold 25 million records a year or whatever. You know, um, There's so many musicians out there, absolutely amazing, just killing it, who, you know, are all fighting for their audiences and all out there have been just working their ass off for years and years and years straight in their in their different genres in their different scenes and um it was already a precarious as we know and as we recognize living and life before this this batshit year so this batshit year hit um it hit thomas erak as hard as it hit anybody uh like i said he's released a bunch of new music he's been incredibly active but that's a lot of your income taken away in terms of touring and things like that but also touring promotes the music and gains new fans and and helps with the album sales and it's just you know i had one musician tell me it's just it you know despite the fact that so much is done online it is still definitively the worst possible time to release an album because of how much touring and in-person promotion is a massive part of that you're on tour you do all these interviews whilst you're on tour it's 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 still so bad and i think looking at how incredibly impressively proactive musicians have been this year it can sometimes put you into a false sense of security kind of on their behalf that well so much is digital anyway and they're doing so much digital on there as creatives getting to grip with these digital tools that even if they weren't good with the kind of social media and these kind of tools beforehand they've got to a point in this year where they're doing it and so yeah you know they can release albums sell them all they sell them online they do the promotion online 
maybe maybe you can do kind of well. People are at home, they kind of crave new things and music. Nope, I, I've had musicians I talk to say that is us doing the best we can. It's still absolutely definitively the worst possible time you could release new music. Um, and obviously you can't tour. So um, there's your income. Stream's gone. Very hard. Very, very hard. Well, something that also then happened is, uh, you know, um, as, as sometimes happens in life, there's the bad and then there's the, the bad comes with it. And there's one thing and then there's another thing with it. Or either that's what happens or it just feels like that. What that's what happens. But um, Thomas Eric was driving his car recently. Someone, I believe, ran a red light, smashed into his car, totaled it. Um, he posted a picture of it. It was the kind of thing where I couldn't even tell what model a car it was, what make a car, what type of car. Like, was it a hatchback? Was it a, I don't even know. The car was so badly smashed up. I don't know. I believe the car was written off. Um, Thomas Eric was thankfully okay. But with all of this comes costs. Uh, unexpected costs, unexpected stresses and everything, of course, and the horror of getting hit by a car and, and all that stuff. But... Then the lasting impact in this year that is already financially precarious and difficult is um, suddenly you've got other costs and, and potentially other problems. Um, it's been a tough year. We need to support musicians anyway. And when some other shit happens, you, we especially need to show up and be there as a community. Um, Thomas Eric has been doing an incredible amount this year. It's inspiring to make up for this. He's, you know, not a guy that is a streamer or an instagrammer or whatever and he's been so active on these places he's set up uh twitch streams and he's been doing twitch streaming he's been doing showing people how to play stuff live performances on twitch great for gear guys doing a ton of cool rig rundowns and gear stuff uh he's doing pedal board build stuff at the moment which if you're a gear guy you want to get into this because the way eric uses pedals again i know i promise i won't go on for six hours but the way he uses pedals has always fascinated me the use of effects in the fall of troy is really distinct there are subtle elements to it but it's very like um brave and distinctive and in your face at points and that means you kind of expect him to go out there with one of these like you know triple pedal board things where he's got like three in front of him kind of like i don't know porcupine tree or like a prog band or something you know where they got these three enormous pedal boards and and all this stuff um i don't know does Stephen wilson use a bunch of pedals i would expect that he would but maybe he doesn't but um you expect him to have this enormous pedal board um and instead a lot of the time you see him with this pedal board that's really simple stripped down minimalist and very deliberate and everything has its exact role but also fulfills multiple roles and to watch him recreate the sounds and do what he does and become so sonically massive the fall of troy just blow you away live uh with how they sound for three guys on stage it's insane the the sound that they make and the recreation of the energy of the of the album and kind of beyond their own unique live energy hearing that sonically as a guitar guy is fascinating because how he does it is amazing it kind of reminds me of tom morello a little bit you know such a distinctive use of effect you expect him to be this effects guy and he's got these like four pedals and they're just the same pedals he uses every time um Eric almost reminds me a little bit of that. It's not the same pedals every time. It's not the same pedals forever, but often a smaller pedal board than you would expect. Um, not kind of one of these enormous uh, guys from other guys kind of vaguely in the scene. I believe you can see like mine is the bear or whatever, huge pedal boards. But um, Eric kind of has this smaller one and still does this incredible amount with it very deliberately, knowing how to use the pedals to get exactly what he wants. Great. Great for gear nerdy people, knowing watching someone with that 
proficient understanding of what they are trying to achieve as a musician great he's doing pedal uh, build board uh, pedal board build that pedal board building stuff um he talks a lot better than me as well so it's good uh, <laughs> it makes it more interesting he's doing pedal board building stuff right now on twitch um and he's got a youtube channel he's been doing a huge amount in there puts out clips and streams from the twitch channel on youtube fascinating stuff has run through a bunch of gear cool collection of of gibsons um sgs and other guitars often has a great story behind these guitars i love watching people tell the stories behind their guitars how they got them why they got them like the tracks they've used them on then if they're also a, a musician that that you like and it's a favorite of yours um he does all of that stuff which is super i love that stuff it's guitar nerd stuff you know people going through stories of guitars and especially when they're like and then here's a, the tracks i used it on awesome love it um any kind of rig run now people will love it any rig run now people will be somewhat familiar with thomas eric because uh he's on there i think he made their list of like premier guitars favorite rig rundowns of uh the last year i believe um full troy was on them which is really really cool so you can see kind of his pedal board and a bunch of stuff i'm talking about there which is great he's been extremely proactive but it is still extremely hard so what i'm wanting to point out is that you can support uh thomas eric right now you can go and watch his Twitch streams. You can go watch his YouTube stuff. You can go check him out on Instagram and follow there. You can go buy his music. I'm going to have links to all of this in the description of this podcast. What you can also do right at the moment for a bit of extra support is he's selling, if you are a fan of his music, of the Fall of Troy, for example, he is selling one-off, one per song, only one, and it's gone handwritten lyrics for the song. So you can buy those if you're a super fan. What an amazing thing to have. And if you're wanting to get ridiculously good at guitar, helps to ask a ridiculously good guitar player. And he is offering a small limited number of uh, one-on-one Skype lesson things. Uh, it doesn't need to just be about guitar playing. It can be about gear and all that stuff, I believe. I believe he's also said it could be about how to become a guitarist, how to get into the music industry and how to navigate the music industry and the music business um, and that side of things as well. Always incredibly useful. Never turn down an opportunity to talk to someone like that about that. If you're out there listening to this as someone who says, well, I want to be a professional guitarist or I want to be a guitar demoer or I want to work with companies or I want to sell more albums. I want to be a session guitarist. I want to be able to work as a gigging musician when all this crap is over and we can do that. Never turn down the opportunity to talk to someone who's been in the industry for as long as Thomas Eric has, from as young an age as he has, having to learn on his feet. That's that's important. I'm going to put links to all of this here. Um, to get onto the lessons and to get the one-on-one sessions with him, he's got it on his Instagram, which is linked in this podcast's description. Um, I believe you get on them just by emailing him, and his email is tomseric at gmail.com. So it's Tom, T-O-M. S Eric, which is E R A K at gmail.com. So it's T O M S E R A K at gmail.com. I believe you just email him there and say you're interested in the sessions or you're interested in the lyric sheets. There you go. Um, he's done a huge amount. He's done everything right in this year to just, you know, with everything being so ridiculously horrible, to transfer to doing so much online stuff, including a bunch of stuff he's never done before. And then to get hit with the extra bad stuff, you know, um, not good. So 
Another time where I want to point out, yeah, the inspiring stuff that musicians are doing and the awesome stuff that they are doing. Um, and it also gives me a chance to highlight one of my favorite guitarists more. Like I say, I'm going to have to do a whole separate episode geeking out about his guitar playing because, man, uh, obviously I feel the need to, <laughs> having taken up a lot of this podcast with being unable to restrain myself from doing it. Um, I'm introducing you to some awesome music and an amazing guitarist that will hopefully inspire you a great thing in this year as in any year. And I'm also, you know, saying that uh, there's a chance to go and support someone right now if it's possible. And remember, supporting someone also just means we're all having a hard time of it this year, right? So it just means uh, throwing him some views on Twitch, throwing him a subscription on there, throwing him some comments and likes and subscribes and all that stuff. That helps him grow on these platforms that he's putting a huge amount of effort into. And you get to enjoy his kick-ass content, get inspired by everything he's doing as well. So... Another thing I want to point out, as always, I want to point out as many of these as I can. Um, and, and remember, you can always contact me through axesandblades.com. I'm Axes and Blades on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. You can contact me through any of these places if you want to let me know, hey, there's this musician doing a charity live stream for other guys out of work. Hey, there's this musician and she's uh, struggling right now, so she's doing guitar lessons. You know, I want to highlight as much of this as possible Um we're all helping each other out in this community. So just let me know. And also it lets you know about amazing musicians, amazing opportunities to have a guitar lessons with pros, um, amazing Twitch streams for gear nerds. You know, it's good from every possible angle. So that's why I want to do it and want to keep doing it. So go check out all those links in the description. As you might have guessed, today's music suggestion is go and check out everything and anything from Thomas Erak. Um, if you want a place to start, like I said, if you want to come kind of ease into his playing from a more kind of rock angle, um, maybe just like vinyl. Um, if you're into the band Chiodos at all or the scene kind of there, uh, Thomas Eric was also uh, did a stint in Chiodos. You could check that out. Absolutely. Um, there's some nice softer stuff I've recently talked about, Thomas Eric and the Witching Hour, a couple of tracks that came from some jams. That's a great way to ease into some of this some of the stuff there. Um, from a kind of softer, lighter rock side, you could go into it from um uh Thomas Eric and the Shoreline. Uh if you want a kind of punkier side, you could come from pushover. Absolutely, a kind of a hardcore post punk, whatever, whatever side you go to pushover. That's um, working with um, X guy from Dance Game and Dance. So if you like Dance Game and Dance, that could be a way in there with a connection there. Pushover, Cools project that he's also got going. Um, Fall of Troy, uh, just amazing to me. Just dive in and blow your head off as well with the Fall of Troy. Um, you know, whatever you want to start with, Phantom on the Horizon, their latest album. Manip maybe you want to go manipulator, maybe doppelganger, maybe you want to go back to start with the start and go the fall of Troy. I love the self-titled for the kind of raw in your face youngness the youth of it. You know, it's great. Um Yeah, go check it all out. Go check it all out. I, I still go back and listen to the old 30 Years War stuff. I got some weird bootleg version of it. It's fantastic. Love it. And the 30 Years War live set that I have. Uh, and me and my friends deep dived into all the nerdiness and got all the things which you were like, this was never released. How have we got this? Um, ghost ship EBs, whatever. So go check all of that out. Get inspired. Listen to music that inspires you. Listen to new music. Support musicians when and where and however you can. Remember, it's not just a lame thing that 
dumbass YouTubers with stupid shit, stupid looking, goofy hair say, it's also something that's true. Subscribing, liking, sharing does help. And it's free, uh, which is important in this year because it, it has not been easy. So go and check out Thomas Herak. Go and check out all the links in the description of this podcast. Go and check out all the music that you could find from Thomas Erak, from The Fall of Troy, from Just Like Vinyl. Um, play a bunch of guitar. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And as always, I will catch you tomorrow.